0: Welcome to the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Walsh, best-selling author of "Escape the Owner Prison: The Contractors' New Way to Scale, Regain Control, and Fast Track Growth." All right. So here's the thing. I've got Nelson Tressel with me. This is very unique. I, this this is going to be a unique interview that we're going to have today. So I think you're going to find it just. Riveting. Okay, that's the word i want to use like this. This is a very unique story. And I want to share this with everybody. Um, so I've got Nelson Tressler with me right now. Uh, Nelson, come on board. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me, Richard. Hey, awesome.
0: It. So w- I'm going to do this. I'm going to turn this over to you right now. I want you to bring us up to speed. Okay, I know you have a, you have a, a great new book that just came out on the 12th of November, uh, called the unlucky sperm club. Okay, great title. Okay. Cause I, I know, I know your story and this is just fantastic. So bring us up to speed in all this, the background story, why you decided to write the book and kind of where we're at today.
1: Sure. Yeah. So my mom became pregnant with me uh, when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector, my mom was one of 15 children. Um, her father, while she was while I was while she was pregnant with me, uh, went into the small town square, uh, saw two police officers there, stuck a gun out the window and opened fire, uh, killing one police officer and and wounding another. Um, My grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial uh, for the death penalty. And uh, during that trial, my mom uh, testified to the jury that the reason that her father had shot and killed a police officer Was that that police officer uh, had raped her, and she was now pregnant with his baby, me, and uh, so that's kind of how my life started. Um, Eventually, my mom, uh, you know, started to uh, you know go to bars. She turned twenty-one, and it was at that time that she met a peach of a man who uh, eventually became my grandfather, my um, you know my stepfather. And, um, you know, he he was very abusive to me and my mother, uh, you know, uh, physically and emotionally. And uh, that had a huge effect on on my uh, social life, my schooling. Uh, Flash forward to uh, I was in the fourth grade and uh, ended up uh, looking down at my report card, excited to see where I was going to be going to fifth grade and who what my teacher was going to be and realizing that I had straight Fs and that I would be held back in the fourth grade. Uh, It shouldn't have come to a surprise. I I was probably absent 60 days that year. My mom now has, you know, five children, uh, four of them under the age of five, and she would rather me stay home and help her take care of the kids than to go to school. And I hated school, so I was uh, very happy to stay home. Uh, then the following year, uh, I was placed into special ed to try to get the help that uh, I needed. Uh, come to find out I had dyslexia. You know, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, uh, still can't spell. And uh, that's kind of how my life uh, began.
0: Wow, that's um that's a attention grabber. Yeah, that's interesting, because I know, I mean, we've, you know, A lot of people suffer different trauma, right? And we've all had—I've had my experiences. Everything else, you know, that um, don't quite parallel to that. Well, maybe on a different level, but um, it's interesting that at that level in fifth grade, you know, you you had the—I guess—that desire to stay home. You know, even though your situation was the situation at this time the same. Was it still the same? Same stepfather. Yeah, abusive, mostly everything that was still going on. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So let me add, why did you, because I spent a lot of my childhood wanting to get away. Okay. From my house, I wanted to get out of there. Right. I would never be drawn back. So I'm interested to understand, you know, kind of what happened with that point. Did you stay home at that yeah. time? and couldn't do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I had, I had four, you know, uh, brothers or three brothers and a sister and I was helping out a lot with them, but I mean, I hated school. I mean, uh, you know, with dyslexia, you know, I, I felt stupid. I couldn't, couldn't read, couldn't write. I, and you know, when you miss so much school, it's hard to kind of keep up. And even when I did, you know, put a few days of school together in a row, it was still hard for me to, uh, you know, keep up with the rest of the class. I mean, I hated that. And, uh, you know, I, I would rather stay home and uh, deal with that. And a lot of times, you know, my my stepfather, who was an alcoholic, you know, he, he wasn't drunk by uh, the early part of the day. It was usually at night whenever he would come home from work. And, and then that's when you had to deal with it. And by uh, going to school, you know, that wasn't keeping me away from him anyhow. Right. I got you.
0: Yeah, interesting. So, what transpired from that point? So now you're in the fifth grade age bracket. Yeah, staying at home, and what what kind of happened with that? How'd you start to deal with that stuff? You know, at that age.
1: Well, you know, flash forward again. Um, uh, I'm probably, uh, you know, eventually my my stepfather is walking home drunk from a bar one night. And there's somebody else who is also at that bar and drunk but he decides to drive home and he hits and kills my stepfather and it's at this time now that my mom you know has five children you know she's never worked outside of the home she's dropped out of school in the eighth grade uh, doesn't really have any kind of uh, marketable skills to provide for her family And as hard as her life has been to this point, uh, you know, she's left with really no hope. And it's at this time that she decides that she's going to take her own life and uh, attempt suicide. And fortunately, you know, she was not successful. But, you know, when she did do that, she was placed into a uh, psychiatric hold. And when that happened, us kids were split up. Uh, to go with uh, different members of our family and it was at that time that I ended up going with uh, my grandmother who is the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officers Um, and I started to live with her and eventually my mom was released but it was at that time that she decided that she couldn't take care of all five of us and uh, she ended up uh, taking my three uh, younger brothers and then me and my uh, baby Sister were uh, separated out. My baby sister went to live with uh, her sister, and then I went to go live with my grandma permanently. And it was at that time that life actually it, you started to get normal. You know, I didn't have to worry about you know uh, taking care of kids, and I didn't have to worry about my stepfather coming home drunk and and uh, you know, uh, abusing me or my mom's. So for the first time in my life, I had sort of a stable life. And it was then that I started to really reflect upon what direction my life was heading. And, uh, I pretty much determined that my life, you know, kind of sucked and, uh, I wanted something different for my life. And uh, a counselor from the university came, uh, to my middle school. I'm, I'm in seventh grade now. And, um, they talk about all the things that you need to do to get into college and kind of, I had an aha moment. Like if I could, go to college and graduate from college that would change the direction of my life. And, uh, you know, anytime that you tell yourself that you want to do something that's going to be hard, you know, you have that voice in the back of your head that's telling you all the reasons that you can't do it. And, you know, at this time I'm in special ed, you know, I, I can't read, I can't write, you know, I can't spell, you know, I come from a family where education is given no priority Uh, Of my Graham's 15 children, only two of them had ever graduated from high school. None had ever even attended college. So I had all these things going on in the back of my head telling me that, you know, I'd be lucky to graduate from high school, let alone, you know, go to college or even graduate from college. But you know, I determined that that day, you know, not really knowing how to set goals or anything. But that became my goal is to become that first person to graduate from college. And I started to try at school. I, tr- I started to try to take notes and do everything that I could. And eventually, you know, uh, I was able to pass my way out of special education And fortunately, I had one good thing going for me. I was a pretty good athlete, and I had one school that wanted me to come and play football for them. And because of that, they were willing to kind of massage the uh, admission requirements. And uh, eventually, I became that first person to go to college uh, in my family.
0: Wow, that's great. That, that is great. What um, did you get additional help for the dyslexia and things like that during high school? Were you able to get more tutoring? Did they supply yeah. that? What? How? How did that work for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was in special ed all the way up till tenth grade, and uh, eventually, I was able to, uh, you know, pass my way out of that where I didn't need those the resources, uh, you know, of the special education program anymore. And so I, I kind of passed my way out of that. And then uh, 11th and 12th, I was kind of on my own. Okay. That's great.
0: So now you get into college, right? You yeah. got the football scholarship. You're in the, you're in the school. What happens from there?
1: Well um, so uh, I filled out a lot of uh, grants, you know, I'm, I'm living with my grandma, you know, at this time, she's making 4,800 bucks a year on wow. social security Um, and, uh, the, the school I went to, it wasn't a scholarship. I mean, I was dependent on uh, financial aid and what I could pay. And after the first year, uh, you know, I get a bill in the mail for a thousand dollars. And, you know, fortunately I was able to pay that after the first semester, excuse me. But then at the end of my last, you know, my, my second semester, I got a bill for 3,500 bucks and there was just no way that I was going to be able to afford to uh, go to school. So it was at that time that I decided that I was going to join the, uh, the United States air force on the GI bill and uh, try to get money that way. And this kind of checked uh, a few boxes for me. One, you know, it figured out how I was going to pay for college, but two, it got me out of this small town where, you know, my grandfather had, had done these horrible things and I was labeled and, my family was labeled. So I got out of that town by joining the Air Force. And, you know, for the first time I was, you know, able to, you know, not be, sh- you know, shackled down by, you know, my past or what people thought of me, I could pretty much be anyone I wanted to be. And, and that was, you know, very liberating.
0: Yeah, that's something I, um, you know, I went in the Marine Corps at 17 years old. You know, that's, I had to, you know, I wanted to get out as well, do that. And, and at 17, you had to have your parents, you know, uh, permission, right? You had to get them get them to sign the paper. And my mother was, and my brother was in the Army, my older brother is a year older. And uh, my younger brother was going to the Air Force, obviously he hadn't gone yet. Um, and she said, any branch but the Marines you know, hmm. any branch. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. I got to be the best. So no dig, on right. knew Air Force people. My little brother's was in the Air Force, but I got to do that. So hmm. she's kept saying, no, I brought the recruiters in, put one on each side of her on the couch and like browbeat her for three hours till she <laughs> finally started crying and signed. And boom, three weeks later, <laughs> I was in the Corps. So I know what you mean by, and that, you know, that that's a life-changing experience in itself, whether it's the Marine Corps, the Air Force, any, any branch in the military uh, for a young guy. 18, 19, 17, whatever, it's a, it's a, usually it's a positive experience. Most, you know, probably nine out of the 10, it's a very positive experience for people. So um, take us on from there. So what did that, what did that do for you? And then where'd you go from there? Did you stay in school? Was it a reserve thing you did so that you could still do school? No,
1: no, it was active duty. And uh, you know, I went, I went away to the air force for four years and, you know, did the GI bill. I went to school while I was in the air force and eventually I met met my wife got married to my wife my 4 years were up and then uh, we came back to Las Vegas and I started to go to school in Las Vegas to finish up my degree started a window cleaning business to kind of work my way through college. But, you know, 12 years after I made that goal, four different colleges, you know, four years in the Air Force, I finally became, you know, that that member of my family that uh, graduated from college and got my college degree. And ever since then, you know, when I realized, you know what, you know, if somebody like me, somebody who came from a place like I came from, you know, that that had, uh, you know, dyslexia, if somebody like me could could set a goal and graduate from college, what else could I do with goals and personal development? And I became obsessed with, you know, goals and and personal development and trying to become the best version of myself. And for the last 20 years since graduating, you know, I've I've done everything I can to kind of study Goals and personal development. Went to every course and seminar, and you know, subscribed to every magazine and, and listened to all the self-help books. And I've really used all of that uh, in my life to design a life that you know I couldn't have even imagined you know growing up. And uh, that's where I'm now. Is uh, you know, I've I've started more than ten businesses. And, uh, you know, I started and uh, sold one of the largest privately ho- owned pet resorts in the country and uh, started some uh, children's daycare centers in Las Vegas, some family fund centers in Las Vegas. And I got to the point where I retired from commercial real estate, which was my, you know, my real job, so to speak. And I got to the point where, you know, I was able to do what I wanted to do and kind of thought about my legacy and and what job, you know, I would really be proud of. And it was uh, helping people uh, achieve their life's biggest goals. So uh, I started, uh, it's called I Got Smarter, and it's an app. And it helps people, you know, through giving them the right tools, the right knowledge and the right support to finally fulfill their life's biggest goals and and live the life that uh, they were meant to live.
0: Okay, well, that (laughs) that's quite I'm impressed my man that is that is that's quite the achievement from where you came from all right and I'm saying that from a guy who was in a similar situation as you um, also did that but I mean just I got a lot of respect for you man it takes it takes a lot of determination just the college thing alone that span of time Like, I'm going to call you a better man than I am. I don't like college anyways, never really wanted to go. I made it into line to sign up, but I looked around with a check and a schedule in my hand and I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm doing this. I ripped it up through in the trash and joined the Marine Corps. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I, I can't, I couldn't do it. So, you know, then out of Marine Corps, of course, I built businesses and things too, but uh, to see what you've done and then to take that, to take that, you know, as a launching pad, you know, I mean, it's it's an absolute confidence builder. Okay, not only do you have your your military service, but to go through and and achieve that degree, it's one of the. I mean, that's a long stretch, right? Yeah. To get to to get that degree, but to hang in there and do it, whatever it takes. I guess the biggest takeaway on this is people have to understand that things worth having obviously are work, but they are achievable, and seldom is it on the timeline that you expect, right? Right. I yeah. mean, you didn't expect to take that long. You know, you started, hey, this is great till you got a bill and right. then the second bill and you're like, okay, but you didn't quit. You figured out a way to make this happen to think, hey, I'm gonna do military, I'm gonna do a GI bill and go do that. And then you literally I, I know you took some again up. This is just a an inner service dig here. You Air Force guys got a lot of time to go to college. Okay. Yeah <laughs> while yeah, you're absolutely. in all right. So so you know, we, we didn't have a lot of that when I was in the core, but but it's just funny, but you took advantage of it, right? Because you could have yeah. taken an easy route of being in the Air Force, doing what you had to do in there, but kind of coast through there. And, oh, I'm going to get a GI Bill. I'll get out. Then I'll go back to college. But you you kept that goal in focus, which is what I really um, I'm really impressed by. You know what I mean? And you kept working it as so a really it's, it's really a major deal for you. I know you understand this because you did it. But I'm just telling you from an outside guy here, looking at that, that is that's some determination.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what, I, I I was kind of blessed with that long term perspective of, you know, looking at life and, and maybe that came from kind of the life that I had lived as when I was young that, you know, I was always looking towards the future and, and I knew, you know, the future had to hold something better for me. And I always, I always had that long-term perspective and thinking about, okay, this is where I want to be when I'm an adult. You know, I want to be away from what I'm dealing with now. You know, I don't want to, I don't want my family to have to deal with some of the things that I had to deal with and the poverty and the abuse and, you know, all, all of that. And so I had that vision in my mind of what I wanted. And then I just, you know, I knew you know i knew if i could get a college degree that you know it wouldn't solve all of my problems but you know in my mind i thought if i can do this then you know my family will be way ahead of where i was and and i truly believe that if you have enough you know enough time enough energy and enough focus you can truly accomplish any goal uh, that you put your mind to
0: yeah I, I mean i i agree with that i i'm just I agree with you. You're very blessed because to be at an age of whatever, you're eight, nine years old, that time doing this stuff, 10 years old, to have the, to have the ability to think forward like that, okay, in, in a traumatic situation like you were in, okay, that's rare. A lot of people are stuck. They're stuck in that trauma and that's where they're at and they can't see down the road. They can't see next week, next month. They can't see five years from now. They can't see a life down the road like you did. So that's that's a significant thing, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the subtitle to my book. I mean, the unlucky sperm club, you're not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And that's, that's why I wrote this book. I wrote this book to give people inspiration and motivation to finally take control of their lives, no matter what situation they find themselves in because I feel like there's a lot of uh, victim mentality out there now and people feel like uh, you know, it's, it's not their fault. And, you know, there are always those situations where, you know, we had nothing to do with uh, the circumstances we find ourselves in. And that's true. But we have we have the responsibility to, uh, you know, for our own success, no matter what circumstances have happened to us. And that's what I want people to realize is, Take control of your life, you know, get after it and design the life that you want, regardless of what's going on in your life, what circumstances you find yourself in. Because when you assign your problems to somebody else or something else, you lose all control. And that was one of the things that I didn't realize at the time, but I realized in looking back is I started to take responsibility for my own success. You know, I started to uh, kind of lose that victim mentality and I absolutely went through some of that as a youth. But as soon as I started taking responsibility for my own success was when I could start to uh, control the direction that I was heading.
0: Yeah, man, that's, That's brilliant. Yeah, that is what it is. I think a lot of people, even people in business, okay, I coach a lot of people in business, you know, the whole thing about escaping the owner prison and kind of building a business to have a better life, you know, and create freedom and stuff is all great. But there's ownership involved there. And not just your business, right? It's your choices. That's a great, that's a great, you know, that's a great subtitle to your book. Uh, You've got to understand that choices have consequences.
1: Every choice. Yeah. And I mean, that that's the one of the things when I started this, the new business of I got smarter, you know, coming from the childhood that I came from, you know, I would look and see people, you know, on the street corner, you know, with a sign and, and, you know, the thought would come into me that, you know what, there are only a few choices, a few good choices away from being You know, off of that corner and living, you know, a productive life that they want to. And, and on the reverse, you know, I'm only a few choices away from being on that corner myself, if, if things, if I would have chose differently. And that's why I wanted to, you know, maybe not to that extreme, people are, you know, on the corner, but, you know, how many choices are, are, are they away from living the lifestyle that they want to live or having the marriage they want to live or starting the business that they want to start or you know, having the health that they want to have. You know, they're only a few choices away from that. And the I Got Smarter program, you know, gives them those tools, the knowledge and 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 the support to finally make those choices and then and then see those choices through to the end to realize their goals.
0: Yeah, that's um yeah, that's that's strong right there. Cause we all are just a few choices, right? Because none of us honestly are any more you know you can look at a, a criminal a guy who murdered okay you're no different in potentiality than they are in actuality
1: absolutely right yep.
0: i mean you 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 could be that guy like you said with with one choice yeah you could be that guy you yep. know so it's important and when we look at business especially again that's my focus when we look at that those choices i mean you it's a whole nother game right because there's certain choices you make in business that can it can destroy your business it can make it be stagnant it can cause it to grow and accelerate very quickly you know and so we're all we're all dealt those choices every day that we have to make and they all affect you know the future of our lives
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the one thing is there's always a choice in every situation. There's always a choice. And that's one of the things in our program of I got smarter is we utilize what we call an alter ego. And that alter ego is somebody that we design. It is the perfect version of ourselves. We all have that perfect version of ourselves within us. And a lot of times we don't listen to that perfect version, but in the, I got smarter program is we try to, uh, Realize what choices are placed before us, and then we allow that perfect version of ourselves to make those choices. And the more choices that that perfect version of yourself makes, the closer you become to becoming that better version of yourself. And, you know, it's like a muscle, you know, the more that you use it, the easier it gets. And, Um, it's, it's a, it's amazing that you continue to do that and you continue to think of the better choices that you can make and you know, what, uh, consequences they're going to have and it gets easier and easier. And what you start to realize is you're no longer that version of yourself that you were, you know, a month ago, six months ago, or a year ago, as you continue to make those better choices.
0: Yeah, that's a that's that's very important for people to understand because um, all these you go through these different seasons of your life where choice has a, a big effect, right? And some can be going down a negative path. And if you don't have a you know a conscious mindset of that to change it, well, they guess we're gonna go. You're gonna stay on that road. It's just like coming from your family situation, my family situation. Now I have six kids now, right? I had to make a very purposeful decision. I will not repeat what I went through, I'm not going to continue that cycle. Right. So we talk about choice. I had to make that choice. It took a lot of work for me just to be able to get married. Okay. So I took me until I was 34, you know, so it took a lot of work because I, I couldn't, I wasn't ready, you know, so there's, there's always work involved in one thing or another, but not to repeat those, those bad cycles is an important choice that you really have to make and work for.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what, that's the, that's the great thing about goals Uh, is goals don't just change the person who's accomplishing them. Goals change generations. And I mean, I'm living proof of that. I mean, kind kind of where I came from, you know, in my youth, you know, now, you know, me and my wife, you know, next, this month, actually, well, no, next month, we'll celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. And we're raising three awesome, productive, you know, young men who, uh, you know, are just incredible kids. And you think about it, if, if I would have never made that one, you know, choice that set that one goal to become that person to graduate college, who knows not only where I would have ended up, but where my kids would have ended up and what kind of relationships I would have had, you know, and now because of the goal that I set, you know, my kids are going to live drastically different lives than if I wouldn't have set that goal. And if I wouldn't have started, you know, on this crusade and to on personal development and goal obtainment. Now their families are going to be different and their families are going to be different. So not only are we changing our lives, we're changing the, the, the lives of generations to come by being able to accomplish goals and starting to live that life we want to live.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a legacy kind of mindset, yeah. you know, yeah. and I love that. I, I did the same thing about 10 years ago, Nelson, I business was going, we hit the recession, but I was, I was already working 16, 17 hours a day doing everything in my business. Then we had six kids in three years and I know I'm working even harder. I get no sleep. I think I'm going to die, but I got to work. <laughs> you know, So I'm going, going, then everything collapses around me from yeah. the economy and everything else. And then also I woke up one day with a big epiphany, like, wait a minute. My kids, because every day they would, I'd come home. And even when they were one, two years old, three, run it, attack me when I walk on the door in the morning, even though I left at five, they'd be up there. One of my son would chase me down the driveway and the road crying because <laughs> I'm leaving the yeah. driveway in my truck. Now, try to deal with that every day. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I can't, I have to raise my family. Okay. I got to make decisions that are going to, if I stay in the business success course that I was on, right. I, I hit major success then kind of crashed. But if I was going to regain that success and do exactly what I did before, because that got me success, my my family life, I would have destroyed six individuals, plus my yeah. wife, seven people, right? Because of the bad choice of putting business first and not understanding the need for that that family connection.
1: Well, and and you you hit uh, the nail on the head. I mean, that's part of our program is you know you go through a very detailed self assessment, and part of that self assessment is making sure that the price that you're going to pay to achieve goals is a price that you're willing to pay. And you know everybody out there not not everybody, but you know a lot of people out there uh, think that they want to make a million dollars, and uh, what what a lot of people realize is that what they had to sacrifice in order to do that was not worth it, whether it be their relationships or their health or, you know, what whatever, we make sure. And I got smarter that, you know, exactly one, what, what goal you want to accomplish. And then two, you know, the price that you have to pay for that, because these goals definitely require work. They require time. They require effort uh, that, you know, any goal that's worth achieving is, is going to be a struggle at times. And we need, you know, people to realize like, yes, uh, this is a goal that I'm willing to pay the price in advance to uh, achieve. And I'm willing to sacrifice the things that I need to sacrifice in order to accomplish them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's important. Do you do in, in your app and stuff in, the, in that program, do you also talk about, um, the different definitions of success because success comes in a lot of different forms. It's not always money, you know, and especially talking about goals, right? It's not yeah. always a money thing.
1: Well, and, 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 yeah, and you know what, we don't, we don't define success for you. And, you know, our program will help you fulfill goals in every area of your life. You know, whether that be your health, your lifestyle, you know, business, financial relationships, spiritual any, any area of your life that you want to get better at, uh, this program will help you. And we're not out there to tell you what your goals should be, or, you know, what you should be doing or how you should define success. That's totally up to you because er- just like you said, everybody's definition of success is different. We're just out there to help you reach what you feel success is.
0: Yeah, that's good, because I, I just know when you, and, and I always I'll always tie this into the social media, you know, age, right? It's just, it's all the, there's so much, I call it false fluff that's out there, right? And they're just, they're the guy standing by a jet, they're doing this, yes. and it's all about money, it's just, you, you, you got to have a little discernment, see through that nonsense, you know what I mean? I mean, that's not, if that's what's going to drive you, I'm, and I tell people, it's hollow, it's empty. You know what I mean? There's gotta be more to what you're doing than that because that is, that is no means to an end. You think it is, and it's not. And it's just so much more important to like what you're doing when you develop a goal strategy and then you start to chip away at these and you start achieving them. It might be a small goal, right? You start with one, two, and then three, and then you're able to, again, build that muscle. Like you're saying, time under tension. I got a little goal. I got a little bigger goal. And then you start getting into the real goals, right? The yep. stuff that like, like you, it's going to take me, okay, this is going to take me about six and a half years. Okay. okay. According to my plan. But if I do this, okay, that's a real goal. Okay. That's yeah. a big goal. When you're, when, when something, you know, the dedication is going to take that kind of time frame.
1: Well, and, and one thing that again, that we do, and I got smarter is that we break all of our goals down into a 30 day sprint. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of research on why we do that, but you know, our brains don't work well when we are thinking of goals that are, you know, five or ten or even a year out. I mean, that's why ninety something percent of New Year's resolutions fail within a month or two, uh, because you know we always feel like we can make up for lost time or whatever. But in in the I Got Smarter program is we. We're definitely working on big, huge goals, but we show you how to break those down into what can I do in the next 30 days that can get me closer to that goal? And um, our minds work a lot better with that. There's always that sense of urgency. We can always see kind of where those milestones are and what that smaller goal you know that smaller part of that larger goal is and then there's never that time where you're kind of slacking off thinking that there's more time or you're you're going to have you know another opportunity we're working towards that and you know time is our most precious resource and we never want to waste time and the program really takes that into effect too is You know, we just started a new decade with 2020, and I and I guarantee you, there's people out there that feel like the last decade went by just in a blink of an eye. I mean, I know I do. My kids uh, grew up, you know, right in front of me, and yeah, it, it just seems like it went by so quickly. And when you're not living your life with purpose, a decade can come and go. And what you'll realize is, is that you're not living the life that you want to live. You've kind of just gone through the last decade being, uh, you know, responsive to all the things that are happening in your life, not really living with purpose.
0: Yeah, that's that's a fantastic point. That's a, I totally agree with the 30-day breakdown, okay, because that's how I function. You know, when you're dealing with entrepreneurs... We have shiny object syndrome. We're distracted by many things. And if you can dial in those short-term goals, you know, like I did one, uh, I own some gym, I own a gym and some other stuff. And we had, I had the 10K burpee club. Okay. You know what a burpee is? The drop down crushing. So you had to do a hundred burpees a day for a hundred days straight. You couldn't miss.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Uh, So we want to do 10,000 burpees. So everyone in the gym, we're going to do this. Four people did it. I was one of them. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. The
0: other person was a 72 year old woman. Okay. She did it. Okay, so four of us out of 100, okay, did this, but we, I looked at 100 days, okay, but we did it one day at a time. One time I had fell asleep, I woke up at quarter to midnight and had done my burpees. Right. Fell out of the bed and busted them out. <laughs> I had to get 100 burpees, so I knocked those out so I could stay legit, and it was all in the honor system. So I love that 30-day approach because it's like focusing on one rung in a ladder at a time. Absolutely. You can't be looking up at the top thinking, oh, I used to climb a lot of mountains. I don't look at the top. I look at the next step. I look at the next boulder. You know, that's how yeah. I had to do it. So you make perfect sense with that. That's a great strategy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look too far in ahead and it just, it's, it's overwhelming. Our, our brains aren't designed that way. You know, our brains are really, you know, counterintuitive to a lot of our goals because they're wired to keep us safe and to keep us comfortable, and when there's a goal that's, you know, out there a long time, our brain's going to uh, talk us into taking it easy or taking a day off or a week off, or I'm going to start next month or, you know, at New Year's or, or what have you. But you kind of, uh, you kind of work around that when you're working in 30 day sprints and Uh, the people, you know, in the program have found huge success with that, you know, even if they were unable to stick to a goal before those 30 day sprints and the success partners and all of that have, you know, actually helped them to uh, uh, see their goals through to the end.
0: Yeah, I like that because I think just about anybody can do something for 30 days, right? If you look at diets, Okay, Di- every diet works. That's what I always tell people, they ask me, I go, well, every one of them works, but you got to do them, yep. right? If you stick to them, but where do most people go? They lose 10, 15 pounds in 30, 45 days, maybe 60. Then they're done. Yeah, Okay, and then the weight comes back on and they start to cycle over again. So there's there's that there's that enthusiasm. You have an enthusiasm for that short period of time and enthusiasm will always wane, right? Yeah. It's always going to wane. So when you get reinvigorated at that 30 day point, you have a whole new goal. So yeah. I, I like that, you know, because then does your app, you basically, here's the long trade. It takes it, let's say there is a year, but then you'll, you've got 12 segments that you're not going to go through. And it kind of gives you one at a time. And then you're well, gonna,
1: yeah, you go. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, the way, the way we do it again is uh, we work on three goal at max, three goals at a time. So in the app, you know, we have a morning and an evening uh, ritual. So every morning, you know, you're going through the app kind of guides you through planning out your day. And, you know, we always teach gratitude. You know, we want you to be grateful for what you have, because chances are, if you're not grateful for what you have now, you're not going to be grateful for what you're going to get. And we don't want you to be, uh, you know complacent with what you have. We don't want you to be satisfied, but we do want you to be grateful. So we teach that. And then we teach the I got smarter strategy. So the I got smarter is an acronym and, you know, we have philosophies and all that. So we kind of teach some uh, positive motivational stuff every morning to kind of get you on your way. And then we review our goals, you know, that are properly written, you know, they're written as if they've already happened, they're written in the positive. And, uh, you know, we review that we review our goals, or excuse me, our, uh, our milestones, we review our why, why are we doing this goal. So every day, you're filling your brain with all of this stuff. And then you, you populate your to do list on what do i need to do today to accomplish this goal and get closer to this goal and get closer to my milestone so every single day you're working on on your goals and and that's populating in the app and then the really uh, the the cool thing about our app is we allow you to invite a success partner to work with you on their goals. And you're working on your goals. It it doesn't necessarily need to be the same goal. So now when you do your morning ritual, they see that, Hey, Richard just did his morning ritual. I got to get in there and do mine. And you see when, when your partner does theirs and you see when they check off a goal to do or hit a milestone and you're there to support each other. And there's been so many studies, you know, as much as 95% more likely to achieve a goal when somebody else knows that uh, you're working on that goal. And so we've built that into this app and allow people to work together. And it's, it's been a huge difference in, in, in people's lives.
0: Yeah. That's a great strategy because it is true. You can't, again, going back to my gym analogy uh, we'd have these group workouts. I put people in groups of four it's all body weight stuff. You know, they were intense, but that that camaraderie, those four, they, they never missed a day. They were there five days a week. It's a 30-minute workout, but they didn't never let their teammate down, right? Because mm-hmm. they wanted that group. So it, it's a powerful thing. And the other thing is suffering. And any goal attainment, there's a level of suffering involved, okay? Suffering is one of the greatest things to bond with others. Right. that that's what you know whether it's combat or whatever that but if you're both suffering and I'm air quoting here whatever that may look like as, as you're obtaining your goal if you've got that accountability partner who's with you and sharing that you know that that's going to take you so much further you know so that that's a yeah. that's a great part of your app I love that.
1: Well, and another fun thing associated with that partner is, is every goal that you set your, you know, that 30 day sprint, you're setting uh, a self-imposed reward or a self-imposed punishment or, you know, and so some of us run towards pleasure and others of us run away from discomfort. So we allow you to do that, but what we also allow is if your partner is willing and and uh, you know has confidence in you, is your partner can set some sort of a uh, self-imposed uh, punishment that if you don't achieve your goal. So Richard, if you say, "Hey, I'm going to weigh you know x amount of weight uh, at the end of my 30 day sprint." I can say, you know what, Richard, I believe in you so much that, you know, I'm going to say, if you don't do that, I'm going to be willing to get on YouTube and dress up in a leotard and, you know, do ballerina and post it to my networks. Now, you might be willing to let yourself down, but hopefully you're not willing to let me down and make me have to go through that, you know, self-imposed punishment Uh, Because you weren't willing to do what needed to be done in order to achieve your goal.
0: I like that. I like that. You know, now I'm again, going back to my Marine Corps background. I'm a big fan of negative reinforcement. Okay. But when I started my gym, I thought that's like that works so well for everybody. Yeah, I was kidding myself. <laughs> people, yeah. people don't respond well to negative reinforcement. They like the positive. Uh, so I'm, i always seems to be in a minority that way. You know, I, I like to do things the hard way all the time. But um, so many different ways work for different people. That's a great one. That, that making your making your, you know, your that, that partner that that other uh, person you're sharing with have to suffer because of your failure. I like that. I think yeah. that's a great that's a great twist. I like that a lot. You know, because I would never. I'd respond well to that because I would never want to make someone else. I would never want to be the cause of that humiliation or that, that loss or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I really like that. That's a, that's a great, that's a great application in there for sure.
1: Thanks. Yeah. It works well. And you know, it's just that fun, you know, you you talked about the four people who stuck it out. I mean, when you, when you're, when you're in uh, achieving your goals in a, Community and and with a friend and a and a success partner, it just makes it you know uh, more enjoyable, and you get to share your successes. You you get to share your defeats, you know. But there's somebody there, and and you know it, it just makes it so much more enjoyable, and it makes it so you know, a lot more likely that you're actually going to follow through. Because how many times have we set? a new year's resolution or set a goal and only we know about it. And then all of a sudden something comes up, you know, something at work or some, something with our health, we get sick and then all of a sudden, you know, we lost a week and then we throw our hands up and just give up on the goal. Another thing with having that community and having that success partner is it, it's okay to fall off the wagon for a week or a few days, but, There's somebody there to help you get back up whenever you're able to and not let, you know, your goal slip off into oblivion because, you know, you had that one setback, you know, if you can get back up and start working on that goal, you know, the next day or even the next week or even the next month, think about how much further you're going to be ahead because we're not looking at perfection. We're looking at progress. And as long as we keep going, we can't fail.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point because a week can turn into six months overnight.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, well, I'm, and you and, and a week can turn into a decade. You know, I and, and you know as, as well. So
0: no, you're absolutely right, and it's it's like you said. You know, what well, a good point that you mentioned earlier was that lack of focus, okay, or a lack of progress, if you will, the lack of the goals. You know, that's the reach for. A decade can go by, and you. You're like, man, I just, the only thing I did consistently was breathe. Yeah. You know, it's like everything else. I, I did nothing. I did nothing. And it's like, where does that time go? On? When you have kids, like you said, and I have, you watch them. Boom. And now you get your little reminders from Facebook from five years ago and 10 years ago when your kids are little. And now you're looking them straight in the eye. You're going, holy cow. What have I done? You know, yeah. what have I actually accomplished? What have I taught them? What have I, You know, you really start to think about that stuff.
1: Well, and, and that's the difference between just just living life and living life with purpose. I mean, I think there's so many people out there that just suffer uh, from just going through life and just getting by and, you know, they're, they're doing the same things over and over again. And, uh, you know, and then they open their eyes and, you know, they're like, crap, what, what happened? Like, you know, this, I thought I would be so much further ahead or I thought I would have been able to accomplish this or that by now, but they never really lived with purpose. They never really got after it every single day, having a crystal clear vision of what they wanted their life to look like, you know, five years, 10 years from now. And of course, you know, if you don't have goals, somebody has goals for you and you're going to help them accomplish their goals uh, and your goals will definitely fall by the wayside. And just as, as as we all get older and age, what we realize is time's going to come and go regardless of what we do. It's a matter of what are we going to do with that time to make it as productive as we can and to use it to design that life that we want to be living. Uh, and, and, you know, goals, you can enjoy the ride. Like, um, over the last 20 years, it's absolutely, there's been some trying times in my life. There's, it's been hard. It's been struggles, long hours of work, but you know what? I've had fun the whole way. And now here I am 20 years later, uh, living a life that, you know, I have to pinch myself every day. I, you know, I couldn't even have imagined living this life, you know, 25 years ago or, uh, you know, heaven forbid 30 years ago.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I've got kind of the same thing. I think there's, remorse is a terrible thing to have to live with, you know, and if if it's, if it's remorse of wasted time, you know, that, that, that's bad. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a heavy weight to carry, you know, but the good news is right. You can change that today.
1: Yeah. That that's one of the things I touch on in my, in my book, the unlucky sperm club is, you know, uh, picking your pain. And, uh, I tell the story of you having to pick a switch to get, uh, to get disciplined with. And uh, when you you're out there agonizing over, you know, picking what switch that you're, you're going to get, you know, your, your lashings with, but, uh, and I liken it to like what Jim Brown, you know, who's one of my mentors, I just loved everything that he taught, but he, he teaches that you're going to, you're going to live one of two uh, things. You're, you're either going to live the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. Uh, there's no way to get around it and where discipline weighs ounces, uh, regret weighs tons. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of people are. And, and, you know, I don't know that any of us will ever be able to live a life without any regret, but if we live our life with purpose, if we really, you know, focus on what we want, I think we're going to have a lot less regret than if we just kind of let the world push us, uh, around and, and kind of where it wants us to go as opposed to us going to where we want to go yeah,
0: I, I I definitely believe that I think also when you when you've got that purpose and you've got those goals like you said even breaking down in 30 days there's a different you you create excitement in your life you know yeah. you get up and you're kind of like I gotta hit this you know and it's in day by day those accomplishments you know you, you you're winning right you're winning each day in little ways and yep. it, it is exciting. You know, like you said, you hit the first the first milestone, then the next one, then the yeah. next one. You well, know, and, it, and it, it brings such life to your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, our, our brain loves progress. It loves to see progress. And that's one of the reasons that, people, you know, annually thinking about goals fails, because you don't have enough of those positive uh, reinforcements. But when you break that goal down into a 30-day Uh, sprint. And now you've got, you know, I'm going to get this done today and I'm going to hit my milestone at the end of the week. And I'm going to hit that goal in 30 days. You know, you get those endorphins, you know, released in your brain and you become addicted to uh, accomplishing things that, you know, have to do with your goals. And then you start to crave, you know, those endorphins every time that you get something done with your goals. And when you're doing the annual thing, you know, you just, you just don't have the, that positive reinforcement enough, uh, for your body to really crave it and, uh, and strive after it.
0: Yeah. Very good point. That is, I, that's a big takeaway here is understanding the shortened, the shortened aspect, you know, again, you can have the big goal. Let's break it down to these 30 day increments, these sprints, you know, cause I guarantee you talk to, you know, 9.9 out of 10 people. Do you want to sprint from here to the signpost or do you want to run a marathon? right Right now what do you want to do right now okay not many are picking the marathon okay okay i'll give it a shot i'll sprint to there okay so it's it's that's a good analogy for what you're doing here because and it's actually this is actually helping me a lot too nelson it's just understanding like i need to really start Can i break mine down and Mm -hmm. but i've never i've never made them that short because i feel like i'm i'm cheating or something you know what i mean so like i I always want to suffer more (laughs) so i think that's more profitable (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, it I mean, you're you're gonna end up at the the same destination, uh, but by breaking it down, you know, you're just helping you're helping yourself, you know, get there sooner. And and I think that's another another problem is is that people wanna wait until, you know, all the traffic lights are green before they start something. And, uh, so there, you know, I've got to do this or, you know, if, if, if it's a health thing, you know, uh, okay, I got to find a gym. I've got to, you know, buy some sneakers. I've got to, you know, join a a diet or hire, they, they look at all this stuff and then it's kind of like paralysis by analysis. You know, the one thing that I would suggest to the listeners is just get started. You know, take that first step. It's a lot like walking through fog, you know, that thick fog. And every time that you take one more step, you see a little more further ahead than, than you could have before. And don't don't sit there and wait. Don't wait for, you know, Monday. Don't wait for New Year's. I mean, don't wait. Do something today, because you know what? What I found is we don't necessarily have a knowledge problem when it comes to achieving our goals. We have an execution problem. We know what we need to do. We just don't follow through and do the things that we know we need to do when we need to do them.
0: Right, one hundred percent. I was going to say you mentioned Mondays. I go, I want to start on Monday. Well, what's wrong with Thursday?
1: Right. You know, start right now because you know every why? day, right, right? Every every day is 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 valuable as a Monday or the first of the month or New Year's, you know, and, and that's one of the things in our program that we really drive home is time is our most precious resource and it should never be wasted or taken for granted. And when you realize that uh, you're not going to, you're not going to wait to start accomplishing your dreams and your goals. You're going to do it right away because you know what a gift any time is.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. In my academy, I've, I've got intro videos in each section. And I always, I always end with din, din. Do it now. Do it now. You know, and yeah. like, so do it now. Okay, you're going to yeah. do this now. You watch now. Do it. It's not a long program. You get started. You do this right now. And I tell my kids that all the time. You know, do it now. Do it now. Let's yeah. do it. Okay, I'm a doer. I want them to understand. You do, if you do it now. It's over. It's finished. And you're on to the next thing. So become that doer. You know, oh. and as, as entrepreneurs and business people, that's what we have to do. We have to do. We have to make things happen. We have to solve problems. We got to create product. We gotta we gotta deliver service. You know, it's always do it now. You know, procrastination leads to poverty. You yep. know, that's the big thing. I always remind myself, like I can't, I can't wait on things. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, that's you know, speed attracts money. You know, yeah. we get things done quickly. It's that's you know, that's what you get rewarded for. So um, having an app like yours will help you do the same thing with your goals. I love that.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you know, also when when goals fail is when you don't have that crystal clear vision of what's next. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people when they do set a goal is they kind of know where they want to be, but they don't necessarily have that clear vision of what, what the next step is. And then whenever you're not clear on what you need to accomplish, that's when you kind of lose focus and you lose motivation. And then that's when goals kind of Fall by the wayside. You need to be very crystal clear on what needs to be accomplished. And in our app, you know, I got smarter. You're planning that out every single day. So you know exactly what you need to accomplish to uh, eventually achieve that goal. There's no question about it. And even if it's, you know, resting today because, you know, I ran uh, a, a long run yesterday or, you know, resting, you know, or enjoying you know, some R and R because, you know, I busted my butt all week at, uh, at the office, you always know what that next step is. And, and then that way you're not falling by the wayside confused over, okay, now what do I need to do?
0: Right. A confused mind does nothing. Yep. You know, when you don't know, like you said, like if, if, if it's intentional rest, intentional rest is a good thing. If you're laying on the couch, because you're putting off doing something, that's not restful. No, nope. yeah, there's no rest there. You know, there's just, there's no rest there. You know, uh, work creates rest. You know, the yeah. harder you work at a goal, the more restful you're going to sleep. There's, there's a great saying I learned there's, there's no sweeter sleep than on a pillow of a clean conscience. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. you just, you know, when you've put in, you wouldn't even attain that daily. Right. You're going to go to bed. Yes. Good. I'm resting tomorrow. You're waking up, you're hitting the next one. It's just, again, it gives you a real life purpose. Um, and, and it, I love the way you do this. I mean, I just, I really, the the more we talk, I'm like, Okay, I got to get on the app. All right, (laughs) I got to get my stuff together here. You know, to be that much better. Because uh, also as entrepreneurs, business owners, high achievers, alphas, whatever you want to call us, uh, we are looking for the next thing, right? We're looking for the next goal. We are looking to to better ourselves, and there's so much that we can work on. I mean, we're never done.
1: Oh yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think I think that's one of the things that I love is that. You know what? Uh, becoming the best version of yourself never ends. I mean, w- every single day we should be striving to, you know, reach our potential. And th- that's another thing with my book is I wanted to everybody to realize that chances are you're not you're not realizing, you know, seeing your potential, let alone realizing it. I mean, I think all of our potential is so much more than it's realized. And again, as you achieve a goal, as you work your way into becoming that better version of yourself, you see how much more potential is out there every step that you make towards becoming that best version of yourself.
0: Right. I I had a guest on yesterday and talking about the same thing, potential. I said, here's the thing. Life is short, right? It goes fast. It's short. Guaranteed, you will never reach your full potential, right? You won't. But you can work on it every day and get better. That's how much potential we have. But our lifespan is so short, there's no way we can achieve it all. So there's never a reason to stop working towards it. That's my point. It's like there's always something to work on. And man, you better get busy because life is short. If you want to start realizing real potential and even get a fraction of the way to what you can actually do in the long run, you got to start today.
1: Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, Nelson, this has been fantastic. Um, such great insight into goal achieving. And your story is just fantastic in itself. And I just, I love what it's led you to do. And I just, I just want to, you know, commend you, all right, for what you've achieved for taking that adversity realizing that choices make a difference in your life. Okay, and that they're, they're what dictate your future. And you made the right choices. We all make bad choices, I get that. But the dedication to your goals and that what has led you in life should be an inspiration to people. You know what I mean? And, And definitely they should read the book, *Unlucky Sperm Club. Get that. I want to recommend people get your app. So now I want you to tell them how to get those things, how to follow you. And I'll put all that stuff in the show notes as well. So they'll be able to click on the links and everything else. So but right now, just tell them what they can do to kind of get get in touch with you and your app.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Richard. Um, Yeah. So you can go to nelsontressler.com and everything is kind of there. A link to buy the book and a link to sign up for the app. The book, The Unlucky Sperm Club is available on Amazon and anywhere else books are sold. And as far as social media, I'm still trying to figure that out. I've never used social media until this business, but- uh, You're a lucky man, brother. You are a lucky man. That's all (laughs) I'm talking about. So I'm trying to figure that out and, you know, uh, but uh, you could probably find uh, our platforms at either I Got Smarter or uh, Nelson Tressler on all the, uh, all the social media sites.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, I'll put that stuff in the show notes. And again, I appreciate you just setting the time aside for us to share this with my audience and, uh, you know, just give some encouragement. And if anyone's struggling with goals, man, I think you've got, you've got an incredible tool because I never knew about it. Okay. So we started talking and, but man, I, I, I know there's an app for everything. But you're one of those guys. You're one of those guys that made a really, really useful app. Okay, we're not playing games on it. We're not doing that nonsense. we actually have a productive app that can make your make a big difference in your life, man. I love it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. We're we're proud of it, and I mean that's why we put it out there is to to change people's lives. I mean our our motto is that we want to change the world. You know, one one life and one inspiring goal at a time, and we we believe this app will help people do that. That's awesome. I'm actually, honestly,
0: and I'm not just saying this because you're my guest right now. I want to put this link in my academy for my, for my people because we all need a tool like this. Okay. Absolutely. This is, this is really awesome. So I'm actually going to put that in my academy and my knowledge vault because it's stuff like this. You don't find this every day, right? I know right. you're working right. hard to get the word out and everything else, but this is, this is a very unique app, right? And from, for guys like us, again, you know, producers, producers business owners things like that i think it's a powerful tool so thanks again for making that and thank you for being on here all right
1: all right thanks richard
0: you betcha thank you for listening to the top podcast don't forget to subscribe and if you like what you've heard please leave a great review for us your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison also Check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with ETOP on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.